Hey everybody, welcome to Pale in Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the otherverse to take a look at Pact, the only Wild Bill web serial shorter than the Bible, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Subordination, chapters 6.5 and 6.6. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know whether any of the Kenneteers become forsworn and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there will be full spoilers to the chapters we are covering. All right. We're going to go through the chapter summary real quick. Um, it's phase, a long one. It is kind of a long <laughs> one. I know. I guess I could have added it down a little bit. No, but. that's fine. All right. <clears throat> Blake goes over the plan with the others. Rose gets snappy at him. Blake tries to apologize to Rose. And then she admits she was forced to tell Conquest Blake's weakness, which kind of understandably freaks him out. They all go out and they run into the eye. Blake and Tiffany manage to escape the eye, but almost immediately run into the shepherd. He attacks everyone with a pseudo heart attack that Blake and Alexis are the most affected by. Fell ends up stalling a bunch of the baddies, but has to save his car because that's obviously the most important thing. <laughs> and Blake understands that. Rose <laughs> stalls by asking the echoes to stop and they listen to her all powerful voice. Blake ends up knocking out the shepherd and everyone's able to escape. It ends on an ominous note when Rose announces that she wants to summon something. <laughs> what did you think of these chapters, Malia? <laughs> <sighs> I feel like you're stuck on that last moment. Well, I'm just the big be- oh god. These chapters are really demoralizing and sad and <laughs> I don't feel hopeful. <laughs> Um, the action part was cool, like they did okay, but also things between Blake and Rose are really bad, mm-hmm. and the three baby practitioners are very vulnerable, and yeah. yeah. I also, the plan seems to just be like, run away and hide, which like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, sometimes that can be a better option, I guess. Uh Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's going to be fun going over over this with you. Um, in fact, the further on we get, the more I look forward to this. Um, oh my God. So, <laughs> Blake goes over the plan with everyone and tries to introduce Rose to the others, and she acts like kind of a dick, which you could argue is understandable. I argue it's understandable. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's that's fair. Yeah. I probably would be kind of uh, an asshole after going through all that. <laughs> yes. Um, but also she has so many good points. Anyway, we'll get there. Okay. So the whole like damn it all and like italics or whatever, like, you know, rings back to the first mm-hmm. uh lines of the story. And it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, and we see that like things are real bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I just feel like really upset. Like I feel like really worried about Ty and Tiffany and Alexis. Um I mean, Tiffany was able to save Blake, which was cool, but also Rose had to talk her through the whole thing, and Ty has done nothing, which is, fu- like, totally fine, like, very understandable. And then Alexis, like, also has not done a ton, um, and, like, this is not any of their faults or any anything, but it's just, like, I'm worried about them, and I'm worried about Blake and Rose. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Um... 
but yeah okay so then so then blake is trying to address the fact that evan is upset about the whole i take the hyena as my champion thing mm-hmm. um and he starts to say like okay evan like we'll make a deal and i will only use the hyena if you say it's okay and rose is like <laughs> and rose is like maybe you should think about that um and rose is completely right about this um later it is addressed that blake seems to treat rose differently than he treats almost everyone else Mm -hmm. but similarly to like maybe how it went down with the splinter i mean the splinter is kind of cuts against rose's argument but we'll get there but like i can see blake pressuring evan into accepting things that he wants um because of logic or reason or whatever and i can see evan like giving in because he loves blake so much even if he doesn't really want to okay (laughs) sure um so i could see that being like not as effective of a promise um in the same way that like blake has promised a lot of things to rose and you know circumstances have happened that have led to rose not being consulted on things um okay but yeah so the big so a big thing that cuts against rose's whole thing about like blake never consults me or whatever is blake was straight up like if you say we are not going to go after the splinter right now we will not go after the splinter Mm -hmm. And she still agrees to do that. And maybe, like, the goblins and halogen lights, like, they thought they had a better chance. But, like, ultimately, I mean, I I thought she was going to say yes because of the story. Like, that's where the story was going. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I think Blake would have gone with it if she said no. Okay. Um, And so that is at least one instance where she was wrong. Um, and And then we go into the whole, like, like... She says, like, he promised, and he. she basically is like, he promised to do this, and then he broke his promise, and it's like, that's a forsworn thing. <laughs> like, please don't say that. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, this is, we're back on the train of, like, they need to fucking stop gainsaying each other constantly. Um, they, they do it at least five times, these chapters, um, and they need to let it go <laughs> and or not vocalize know you're wrong as often uh-huh. um and i was so i was thinking i didn't go back and look at the specific wording of like the times where he's promised rose that he would like ask her about shit or whatever yeah. um because i was tired but fair <laughs> assuming that rose is like on the right track or whatever like he promised to ask rose before making big decisions or at least he said he would ask rose before making big decisions <clears throat> like maybe not mm-hmm. promise okay sure uh, and then is it <laughs> violating that to awaken all of his friends without talking to her first? Yeah. When she <laughs> wasn't there and couldn't be there? Uh-huh. And like ultimately what it feels like it comes down to is like fuck yes because he didn't have to awaken <laughs> his friends and he didn't have to do it right then and he could have waited like an hour and a half. Okay. He he knew he was going to go see Rose. Uh-huh. And he could have gone and talked to her. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, I might challenge you on that. Okay. <laughs> so, like, sure, time timeline-wise and stuff, and in retrospect, we can kind of see that. But do you think that his self would have been in any condition, I guess, to go up against Conquest and even offer this challenge like he did if he didn't have his friends there? It could be just a karmic thing, like Isadora said, that made him feel like it was such a good idea, but you can see it's helped him quite a bit build up, and he 
I mean, I would argue that he probably needed some of that just to function, you know? Yeah, I I agree that they really bolster his self. Um, mm-hmm. And I agree that... Um, so I, I don't know whether it was a good idea, ultimately, but I'm hoping that it was ultimately... Because yeah. I guess you also could idea. argue... I guess you also could argue that, like, his friends just being there, like, and even if he had, like, um, made some of them more aware, that probably could have also bolstered himself, because he p- could have potentially even taken one or two aware friends with him and not, mm. um, which, that is true, <laughs> and that wouldn't have put them in as danger. And maybe that part is his bad karma, kind of pointing him in that direction as well, but... Mm. Yeah, well, because he also, I mean, making his friends aware is still a huge choice. Yes, but it's not quite like... Right. (laughs) Yeah. Because then, Uh, if he made his friends aware, you could probably argue, like, was it that big, Rose? I mean, it is, but you could still maybe be like, but actually awakening them is definitely, like, pretty big. (laughs) Right. I, Um, I also think, like, there's a distinction between the real world that we live in which i think i agree with you that like blake at least needed to await or needed to make his friends aware and needed to have them around in order to Mm -hmm. like function um but then there's like the world of the practice where charles is forsworn for breaking a glass and his friend steps on it um yeah and in that universe (laughs) or like specifically like according to the spirits it feels like blake does not have blake did not have to do that sure um but i guess no one's calling him out in terms of forswearing him at the moment so because <laughs> even like with seth God. or i don't know at least like alexander like he's real good on calling people out like when he's you know and even like yeah seth like you know it had been a long time since he made that promise to his grandmother and he like pretty much said all right i'm going to choose right now to forswear you could have done it before could have done it later I'm due right now. So maybe, you know what I'm talking You know what I mean? Yeah. Force wearing is really interesting to me. I mean, like, mm-hmm. in a way, it's nice that we had Alexander so much in Pale on a fucking spree because I got <laughs> to see examples of it. But it's it's also like, eventually the universe will forswear you or something. Mm-hmm. Um, In this circumstance, he is in a place that is under the territory of a lord. And so I think Conquest would have jurisdiction over his forswearing, which we saw with Joseph um so and rose does not say like i forswear you here um yeah but (laughs) realizing that rose has told conquest quote unquote everything there is a chance that rose has been like blake never fucking listens to me even when he promised to and (laughs) yeah (laughs) and conquest knows that (laughs) and can pull in alexander i don't like this train of thought um Mm. especially (laughs) So we're not halfway through the story, and even if we were, I don't think we can go through the whole other half of the story with a forsworn protagonist, but also, like... How mad would you be? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it, it, like, it really depends on a lot, right? So, like, he has his, like, three friends now who can, like, practice on his behalf, and he has Rose, and I don't know if that would also fuck Rose, um... Mm -hmm. Because I feel I I still don't fully understand their connection. Like she feeds off of him, but does that mean if he like it was implied I, that if he dies, that Rose can still exist and Conquest mm-hmm. can still like control her? Um, and so maybe 
if he's forsworn, Rose can still exist and practice. I have a question for you now. Okay. Do you think you can be forsworn for breaking a promise to yourself? That's another question. (laughs) If that's so, would that count? Like for Rose? I mean, I think I think yes, because the whole thing with like telling the truth or whatever is that like the spirits like it when you tell the truth like you say something and then you make that thing happen it's like Mm -hmm. yeah like you were dramatic and like you made everything fall into order and place and we love Mm -hmm. that and so i think if you promise something to yourself that's still like out loud that's still you declaring declaring your intentions and all that right yeah and i it seems like rose is separate enough from blake to be her own entity such that even if Making a promise to yourself doesn't count. It would still count. It'd probably count more now, for sure. Yeah. Because they've definitely kind of like, yeah. I sure. Hate this. <laughs> <laughs> um, <sighs> so, but I mean, I can still see like, I mean, obviously we've been in Blake's head and it's like practically, sure. I mean, the awakening is friends. That's one thing. But like, practically, it's kind of difficult to like, especially if she's like incapacitated are not there like it's just not right. practical he still has to do things right yeah and some of those things sure he made evan his familiar and stuff and i guess she, i mean she was there for that but like i mean that was kind of that's the third thing okay yeah mm. sorry i couldn't remember what I, anyway we'll get there <laughs> i mean <laughs> well it's i mean she did like help with that ritual so you could almost argue there's an implicit agreement right i mean she did have time to say absolutely not or whatever i think that was the yeah. other moment where she felt like there was too much pressure to and like because if they didn't do it right then like evan couldn't go with them because his body sure um, but you so could argue you know he did run decision. that by her technically i mean sure it wasn't really in the spirit he, of the agreement but right and he did ask evan before he talked to her about it yeah which i think is like what she's most pissed about yeah but I mean, sure, that it's frustrating, but like, you know, I could I could see I could see his side for sure and I could see her side for being pissed, but right. It's also I, like, yeah. Yeah. I think it's just the distinction between like what I feel is maybe like what I feel maybe are mitigating circumstances that could make Blake more or less like morally culpable, sure. And what I feel the spirits would give a fuck about. And so, yeah, there's the one side of, like, Rose, are you, like, maybe being a little bit unfair versus, fuck, are you going to get forsworn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, um, I, I mean, I think Rose is right about Blake not taking her into consideration enough. Yeah. <clears throat> but also, I think that possibly given more of a chance, like, if she hadn't been kidnapped so often in the last two arcs, that yeah. maybe he would have taken her into consideration more. I think that he would have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think so. Yeah. But yeah. Speculating on if Blake gets forsworn in the next arc or two. <laughs> um, so there's the questions about Rose and whether she keeps going and like, she'd probably keep going. I don't know. Um, and the house. I don't remember if grandma's like, fuck, I should go back and read that. If grandma's like, if you're forsworn, bye. Like, he's still alive, so would the house get passed or not? Um, 
like part of me was like Paige has to come back into the story so that was part of what I was feeling but also I don't want all of his cousins to die <laughs> well because I mean it's if he's not able to meet certain agreements then like he does have to give up the house and all that and it passes on so I think just by being forsworn you can't like he's not gonna be able to get like he can't make the karma better he can't he definitely can't make the karma better he can't make a domain <laughs> like he can't oh yeah a, he had to do the things know, he has to do the things he has to get married which is probably hard if you're forsworn um <laughs> lol i so, forgot about the marriage thing yeah especially to like yeah like if he has to marry a dude like and he's a straight guy and he's forsworn that's gonna be oh, real hard about to do so much of this like the the fact that Blake might get married in this book did not cross. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Okay. Um. <laughs> I mean, you could argue. I don't. Who knows? Maybe Rose will find a mirror dweller. Rose dude. is gonna get out. I still think she's gonna get out, especially if they become like ultra enemies. Like it seems like we're heading toward. <laughs> she can't have to follow Blake around all the time. Um. She's gonna go hang out in Johannes's domain and party there oh my god what if she marries johannes oh my god what if she marries johannes he's old that's gross okay Uh, was that gonna be like your bold specific prediction and now you're like that's too gross i can't do it i don't know i don't i can't okay um how old is he again 20 i think and johannes my one of my guesses earlier was that johannes is older than he seems um i would guess johannes is like 40 or 50 okay i was asking about johannes i was like that makes no sense malia (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sorry if you're saying no, he's like, 20 like like and rose are 20 yes. i think um but yeah i mean because yeah then he, he has his three people and i hate this <laughs> all right well <laughs> i know you hate this um <sighs> yeah um and then she gets to be like oh the inquisitors are gonna show up which i think this is at least the second time they've been mentioned in the story although fell also talked about people hunting cabals um and I'm pretty sure we're going to see Inquisitors in the story. That's sort of confirmed. It was like, yeah, that's definitely happening. <laughs> um, and it made me miss Andy and Jacob's Bell. <laughs> I want to go back there so bad. <laughs> I'm so over Toronto. <laughs> I'm so over it. <laughs> I was so excited for all the like jacob's bell shit i was like wow (laughs) look at all these characters that i'm gonna keep interacting with for the rest of the story (laughs) and all i've got is fucking laird which is great because Laird's great but like and i'm gonna get maggie i'm just sad i want to know what makes andy sad inside you know what makes andy sad inside i miss (laughs) god okay i just thought so many things to be answered by now like i still don't know why Paige is at the bottom of the list I still don't know what the male nurse is. <laughs> I still don't know, like, how what Rose was made and how that was paid for and, like, all of that stuff, which seems important. Um, I don't know if a demon lives under the house. Like, Barbatorum was introduced, and then it was like, bye, Barbatorum. Guess mm. you're gonna sit there. Like, <laughs> like I guess Barbatorum is the Chekhov's gun of this story, but also <laughs> I could see us never interacting with Barbatorum again because we can't get back there. <laughs> I is <sighs> I'm gonna be curious about. Uh, uh, I'm gonna want a prediction about Barbatorum now. If we're gonna n- <laughs> never see him again, or if he's gonna be like Rose is familiar, or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rose is definitely not gonna ask Blake when she picks a familiar. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, fuck. Okay. I mean, that um, Barbator is probably like the opposite of Evan in every way. So that would be kind of. Yeah. Rough. Wow. They both open things. Evan opens doors. Barbator <laughs> opens flesh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, it felt to me like Barbatorum was being introduced as a, like, this demon isn't even that bad. Like, like intro demon, like medium demon, but still, like, we're going to see things that are way worse. Mm-hmm. And it'd be kind of a bummer if we circled around and Batar- Barbatorum was still one of the, like, big last things we deal with. Um, I think it'd be really okay. funny if he just stayed in that circle for the rest. <laughs> just forever. <sighs> well, we've already seen, like, some of what, like, you know the imp and you know the uh you know piece of fucking shrapnel or whatever the splinter the splinter yeah um could do great no so barbatorum um yeah i mean we might not see anything about him again but like (laughs) we might not it's just don't be too bummed out you know (laughs) well we're never getting back in that house again it's kind of fun to like speculate what he might do though right i mean just yeah I guess I'm kind no. of making it. I don't know if I'm no, making it's it. Not. <laughs> Maybe um, fun's not the right word, but like it's an inter- interesting. I mean, you probably don't have to worry about that though. But I wonder if Rose is strong enough to have Barbatorum as a familiar and not get like subsumed or whatever. I kind of doubt it. Um, I mean, I think like that would be she's- probably the worst. I mean, she's like, oh, I think she's way too smart to like do that. <laughs> I have a slightly worse idea. <laughs> Oh no! All right. What if she takes poos as a familiar? <laughs> he's a book, and she likes those. <laughs> he's a demon, and she likes those. She does like those, and he's so fucking annoying. That'd be so annoying. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I, I guess it'd be Ugh. safer than Barbatorum. Hmm. Hmm. Well, Malia, you're just gonna have to guess. Uh, I don't know. You're just gonna have to see what happens, I guess. Oh my god, no, she'll make him her familiar implement because he's a book. Because he's a book. <sighs> mm. <sighs> All right. In all well, seriousness, <laughs> maybe we should move on to the next part of the story. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, unless you have anything else to say here, because you actually wrote a lot. So. Oh, yeah, no, I, I have more to say. <laughs> Oh, okay, keep going then. Right. This is probably the biggest like chunk of stuff I have to say in the story. Um, okay. So then he's like, oh yeah, Alexis and Ty have sworn not to touch the diabolism stuff. Like, shouldn't that make them feel better? And I'm like, wait, what the fuck? You were supposed to make Tiffany say it. Like, I know you've been rushing, but Tiffany hasn't said it. And also stop saying touch because touch is not the right word because that's going to fuck everyone over. But also you like. You could argue it's like a vernacular thing because like I feel like I mean sure it might be kind of like thin. <laughs> but you could be like oh like I won't even touch like I don't know like calculus. Just like uh, Calculus know. is more abstract than like the literal books that are sitting in Blake's house. Which is what they promised. Well, not but he said the d- devils. I, I won't even like. I don't even touch that calculus stuff. You can still argue those calculus books. But right. I mean, I'm I just, just mean, saying, if, like, he, if he's like Tiffany, swear this. Like she shouldn't say that as her promise. Um, but Tiffany should swear it, unless Blake and Tiffany are going to become like the demon count and countess of Toronto, like Light and Misa in Death Note. <laughs> like that's where this is going. This is going to like. <laughs> you seen Death Note, right? I have. It's been a long time though. Yeah. So it's also been a long time, but I've been going back through uh random 
Doofcast and our Doof Media's bonus content stuff. And so I listened to both the Doof Overs episode on Death Note and then the like Daily Planet original podcast thingy episode on Death Note. And so I've been thinking about it a lot. I see. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've... It's been a long time. It's going to be horrible. Um, Yeah, so then to get back to them yelling at each other... um, he's like he describes himself as sort of a diabolist and it's like no blake you've crossed that bridge like please get over it and then rose is like well two sort of diabolists or whatever because like she wants to be included instead of being left out and forgot about things because she sits in the mirror world blake this is a thing blake it's not just you and your friends blake (laughs) and then he's like you're not a diabolist because you haven't done anything and i'm like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like which normally isn't it isn't, isn't it kind of funny like normally that'd be a good thing like normally it's like thanks <laughs> but, but he said you sat out for the imp thing which makes it sound like she was like she chose nah. to <laughs> yeah like ah uh, you got this one you're like i don't really want to <laughs> this is not my idea like it just oh my god it was so awful um and she's also she's talked to a whole bunch of demon things and she knows way more about it than you and like let her have this like obviously she wants to summon demons like way more than you do (laughs) and like don't say it that way that's not nice and let her have this and also stop challenging each other on everything like literally okay yeah let her have it let her have it to be fair let her have it i mean even if it's kind of like even if it's justified she's been being kind of an asshole to him for this part so he's probably like well i'm gonna be a little bit of an asshole back because you're acting like an asshole to me all she said so far is like hey think twice before you agree to that deal with blake that's not all she said she's been real snappy at him like this whole time like even like trying to be (laughs) trying to like introduce him to friends and stuff like that she's been she's been pretty snappy like Well, then he says this, and then she says, I'm more of a Thorburn than you are. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then I'm like, Blake, isn't that good? Don't you hate the Thorburns? Like, don't just accept that and be like, yeah, okay. Um, oh, also, another thing I thought would be answered by this point, the whole Thorburn woman diabolist, not fucking answered. <laughs> and, oh, my God. But then Rose says, like, I stuck with the family. Like, that's a good thing. And, like, don't say that, Rose. Like... <laughs> Like, you were treated way better by your parents, if not by your extended family who poured orange juice concentrate in your car or whatever. But also, like, I don't want to shove this in your face, but you might not have actually made those choices. Yeah. (laughs) Because Grandma Rose sort of made you. (laughs) Um, And, like, it is not a bad thing that Blake left his family. It seems to have been a very good thing. It seems like it was a good choice. Um, (laughs) But also, you both need to stop challenging each other on everything yes i just okay just to read this thing here just to because this explains like this isn't what rose is saying or anything this is blake explaining his mindset here he's like uh, after he's like you haven't done anything if i maybe made that a bit of a barb the fact that she'd been so useless it was because i felt a little bit cornered and a lot betrayed after the links i'd just gone to in order to free her she was undermining me more than she was helping which is totally true (laughs) Yes, but also Blake had just broken the promise to consult her before making big decisions again, and she'd but, just been like tortured by conquest essentially. And yeah, like, but again, like, but uh, that was to was him. Right. That was a, 
I, but again, like we kind of went over, like he can't wait for her for everything practically. And whether or not it was right, he needed them for himself. And obviously she wasn't going to, I mean, the only way he was going to get to her so that he could talk about this with her was to challenge conquest for that whole thing. And I would argue he may not have even been able to do that if he didn't have his self rejuvenated a bit by his friends. I, so you yeah, could Blake argue has a that lot of him making that decision, <laughs> like, yes, but like, it's not just an excuse, though. Like, it's actually, you know, like, I, I again, I'm not saying she doesn't have a right to be mad about it, but I'm like, you could argue, and I might even say I'm arguing, <laughs> that him doing that, like, allowed him to free her right now. Because she probably would still be with Conquest, just like Spellwood. So that's why he's feeling a little bit extra, like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, I, you know. Yeah, I mean, Blake's feelings are also fair. And again, like, it's yeah. bad when Rose is like, well, I'm a Thorbert and you're not. Like, both of you need to stop it. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. Yeah, it's like parts. Uh, I feel like I, I feel like I gotta gotta stick up for Blake a little bit. I gotta be in his corner a little bit because it sometimes comes across as you being very pro Rose, which is not a bad thing. But I've gotta say, Blake has reasons and they're valid, <laughs> just like it's valid for Rose to be mad about them, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to decide if I. I think that I feel really bad for Rose because of the fact that she exists in a mirror and she's totally dependent on Blake and she's like dragged around and forced into horrible situations a lot. Um, but, and I mean like the whole, you have made this deal with me and broken it. She's still right. And while this is maybe like a case where that's not like, it's very obvious to see like why Blake did it. And there's not a lot of other options that Blake had. Um, I think she just feels like she's like ignored and forgotten about and helpless. Um, which ties into her decision at the end. But like, yeah. I will also be very critical of Rose's decision to summon demons constantly, um, or at least her desire to. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then she's obviously been like very, very crucial and helpful at certain junctions, right? Mm -hmm. um, it just, you know, she can't do f things physically. So she ain't physically there. Uh, it's kind of hard. <laughs> Yeah, but I also just, I don't know. I think it's unfair to say that she's useless. Um, oh, in terms because of in the same way that, that, yeah. No, but I was thinking about Blake. Um, yeah, yeah. Because in the same way that he needed to make certain decisions because she wasn't around, um, she was not around because she was like captured and trapped and unconscious and things. Like, it's not yeah. like she was like choosing to. Yeah, just like watching things happen and being like, oh no, what do I do? Blah. It was like. Pfft. <laughs> and like whenever rose is yeah. there she's like a super great asset um as mm -hmm. demonstrated in no, the mean, next like big fight thing yeah no, they definitely should both be fair to each other i just can understand blake being like well fuck you you're not being fair to me so i'm gonna be unfair to you back right now <laughs> yeah no i mean i i get it i just want them to stop yeah yeah that'd be nice yeah. What do you think? You uh, think it's going to stop or should we save that for another prediction? <laughs> I think it depends on how summoning the demon goes. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk about that more <laughs> when we get to that point. All right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Maggie's coming, which is exciting. And I feel like this is going to be the whole fire and blood or whatever, number one, because I'm still not sure that the her town being destroyed was actually the first one. Um, 
So that's fun. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know. I'm excited um, for Mia Gee. And um, I, what is, so what's the stick person called, Jenny? I can't remember. The stick person? I'm trying to find what kind of notes you're, oh, the. When, so in Pale, when Verona makes, oh, the fetch. Yeah, the fetch. So it seems like something similar Fel to that. made a it's fetch the same thing. that like, yeah, it doesn't move. Um, I don't understand what his powder is if it's not glamour. And maybe it is glamour, but also Blake doesn't know what glamour looks like because he makes it into a fucking paste. <laughs> hey, you could argue that there's different types of glamour. <laughs> sure, but. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right, but st- he's doing his best. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe this is just glamour. It could um, be, but is Fel um, a Fel fae practitioner? I mean, yeah, he doesn't seem fairy adjacent, but he's an enchanter, quote unquote. And enchantresses deal with fae. Yeah. Could be. Could, could be. also be something unrelated. Could be something totally different. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was kind of like, oh, I know what, like, it's a twig person, um, <laughs> which was sort of fun. And I don't know, Fel, yeah. it's fun to see people do the practice and it's neat seeing what people come up with. Um, Blake is fairly good at getting people to think of things to try and to do um he seems like a fairly effective leader throughout this section um like this he gets fell to realize to do this and then he's like okay maybe we can make it into like a trap or something which like the whole laird carrying a microwave around is really funny that was pretty funny and then the um later just in like the battle he's like relatively good at getting people to think of things that could help the situation. Um, yeah. Which is kind of cool. It's a nice trait. Um, and then I guess toward the end of this section that we are talking about currently, um, the whole, I respect Fel, even if I don't like him sometimes. And then Fel gets like that sick burn. <laughs> I might say the same, which was funny. Um, and then Tiffany is like, I like you and respect you. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Like, this is so awkward. Why is this happening? And I guess, like, <laughs> part of it was like, oh, yay, bolster himself, but also, like, oh my God, this is so awkward. And then Alexis is also like, yeah, I do too, and I hope that doesn't change. And I'm like, why did you also say it? But also, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, I didn't take it as, like, the same way as Tiffany probably said it. I feel right. like, right. You know, um, maybe she was trying to make like it less the, awkward. And I hope that doesn't change, you know? <laughs> right. Um, uh, yeah, I also don't understand why a, Evan can't. What I know, I was like, yeah, and she's Alexa, she's like, I respect and like you too. Let's keep it that way. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, and then at one point, Evan mentions that he can't fly that far away, which I don't understand. Um, I don't remember this being established before, and that doesn't make sense to me, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. All right, next part, right. Mm-hmm. All right. Blake tries to apologize. Rose admits to telling Conquest his weakness and why she suspects that he doesn't like to be touched. And he kind of reels for a little bit. Uh. Yeah, this was hard. Um, I I feel like I disagree a little bit of your mis- with your mischaracterization because I feel like I still don't understand what happened to Blake. Like, she was like, I speculated, but she doesn't say, like, that you were raped or whatever, which is, like, what I think happened. Um, that's why i said why she suspects that he doesn't like to be touched but i feel like she doesn't say like i think you were raped she just says like i told conquest what i think 
Is that what you mean? <laughs> I'm trying to read over oh, my she told, sentence she I told just read. Conquest. In. Yes. His weakness and why, why she, she suspects that he doesn't why, like to be touched. Okay. But she didn't tell Blake why she suspects he doesn't like to be touched. Correct. Got it. <laughs> Diagram. Like I do not want That's like I'm really confused. As like I feel like I'm Okay, anyway, let's go. Um Yeah. And so so Rose starts off, I was only caught because of you. And I'm like, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> um You were only caught because of conquest. Um Yeah. And I mean, like, the, I guess the thing is, like, Blake could have taken the shackle, but if it seems like if Blake took the shackle, Conquest could drag Blake into his domain mm-hmm. and then he could drag Rose there. So, like, yeah, so then so literally either way would be the same situation, except one situation. She's alone for now. And one Blake is there, but probably he would just put another shackle around Rose. What, probably. You know, done. Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, well, I guess they didn't have to go to Toronto. <laughs> Like, is that how this sentence makes sense? But, like, where else would they go- have gone after the whole yeah. circle around the house? So, like, Rose is wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and blaming Blake for something that is not true. Yeah. Um, Which, maybe she's just in a really... We all know she's in a really shitty mindset right now. So she's right. probably being a little bit... Again, I'm not saying it's not justified, but she's being a little dickish <laughs> right now. So she's probably, yeah. you know, barbing her words a little bit more and being a little bit more curt. She is lashing out at Blake. Um, mm-hmm. And then the whole I'm the only person you're not trying to balance the scales with and like Blake doesn't disagree. Um, I'm not certain what he's supposed to do until like things calm down. Um, yeah. <clears throat> like I could see. I mean, I think that this whole summoning a demon thing is going to be a big test of this concept or whatever in rose's mind (laughs) um and i could see that blake could you know fulfill some of this imbalance in their relationship by you know really taking her seriously and really like working with her about this um Uh but it's kind of like and like he can't pay rose 10 bucks for a ride and like he he hasn't excuse me it's it's felt more like he doesn't want to owe people things and uh-huh. less like i don't know because he also did just like drag all of his friends into like demon hell world which feels it's, that's pretty that's pretty shitty yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know i mean i just yeah um so i guess the three major times she's on un- she's been undercut according to rose are awakening your friends without asking me uh asking evan to be your familiar and then I think the whole making the big announcement at the meeting in Jacob's Bell. Mm. Um, but I don't yeah. know if that was the third one. <laughs> Maybe. Because um, if that is, was it or wasn't it or whatever, like I can't think of what the other one was. And uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Because, um, you know, prob- threes, are, threes are bad. Threes are bad. Or they're powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then also, it's good that Rose tells him that she told Conquest about his weaknesses and crap. Um, I'm glad that she told him when there weren't other people around. Yeah. But she really, really should have <laughs> been like, Blake, I need to talk to you privately, please. Yeah, and he and kind done, of dragged done, it out of her. Right. And that sucks. Yeah. Um, I think she feels really guilty and sad. And also, I think she's right about being like, hi, I'm going to open up all these traumatic things that I'm assuming you've experienced right now 
seems like a bad idea, but I think maybe she could have been like, hey, Blake, I want you to know that this is what's up and this is what we're working with. Yeah. Um, there's also a chance that Rose is wrong in her speculations, um, at least, you know, a little bit. And maybe knowing what she told Conquest could help in strategizing somehow. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know that she's necessarily wrong, um, at least not in a meaningful way, but she really should have, like, talked to him about this. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> maybe she was feeling, yeah, guilty or um, whatever. And I could see her lashing out as, like, justifying, kind of betraying him in this way, even though it was not her fault or her choice. Um, but the whole yeah. not telling him sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It does suck. Yeah. Um, so Rose fucked up. <laughs> she fucked up. I mean, yeah. Again, couldn't help telling, but she should have fucking said she should have been like, by the way, this is what's happening. She should have told him immediately. Right. Um, God. But then he like almost throws the mirror and it's like, I'm glad that you didn't throw the mirror. And like, you know, your emotions are valid and reactions are okay. But it really sucks that he like almost throws the mirror, which would, you know, it's throwing Rose. (laughs) Yeah. And then they don't say anything to each other other than like yeah can you run reconnaissance cool bye like <laughs> that sucks <laughs> like hmm. hey, you guys uh, need a mediator <laughs> uh yeah well they all leave the apartment uh blake and tiffany ride together and they run to the eye yay <laughs> um the part where it's like oh there's too many people for my car and blake's like yay and Alexis like, oh fuck, like I know what's going on. And Tiffany's like, don't, <laughs> like maybe don't say that you know. And she's like, no, I know. And I was like, I also know. Like it was a really <laughs> fun moment of like, yay, like being in sync with the characters and stuff. And it was it was funny. Um, I I think it's interesting that Alexis doesn't like Blake's motorcycle or whatever and thinks it's dangerous. Um, because yeah. she, you know, she has tattoos. She's kind of like edgy and artsy, and she smokes and just all these things where it's kind of like oh yeah and she's cool with the motorcycle or like oh yeah and she rides on blake's motorcycle all the time and it's just like i don't know like slightly unexpected that she's like oh fuck that um and i don't know <laughs> it it made her a little bit more filled out as a character for me in yeah. a fun way that is um, kind of fun. yeah i like that tiffany rides on it but it's also i kind of liked that it wasn't romantic, romantic. in any way mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like like maybe she hoped it'd be which i was like lol yep <laughs> <laughs> And then it's like, no, you can't hold on to me because I will crumple and die. Yeah. And then later he like he physically pushes her off of it, which like on the one hand rude, on the other hand funny. Um <laughs> like on the other hand, like also understandable, but like that yes. was it was just uh poor Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> but also Tiffany, why did you do this? <laughs> Tiffany, why did you make this cho- Tiffany, these choices? Why did you do why did you do this? You just met this dude. You do not like you should at the very least you could have waited and been like hey like maybe i'll awaken after like right. you guys let maybe me know in a what's couple up days. yeah see if i actually I still if like this lived. guy like apparently he's i just like this guy he says he like is like involved with demon shit but he's kind of cute and he has a motorcycle so it's okay yeah like yeah yeah um evan continues to be perfect amazing um the whole like him being in blake's jacket and just like screaming because he's having so much fun like it's so (laughs) cute um Uh, he's so good yeah he continues to be a really nice um 
uplift in this story, and I'm very worried about him <laughs> because he's too good. <sighs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, so they're going, and it's like action, and they run into the eye, and the the eye sort of kind of reminded me of Countdown Cassandra, just in the like natural disasters and um connection. But I mean, the eye seems to just be like I'm going to demolish innocence. And Countdown Cassandra seems to be like, maybe someone will survive if they listen to me. And like a little bit less like, I mean, we saw with the lightning that like Countdown Cassandra like made that happen. Uh-huh. Um, but there seemed to be enough outs mm-hmm. or something. Whereas the eyes like, I'm gonna flip these cards and explode them and it's going to be like fucking horrible just because Blake's here. <laughs> <laughs> and that sucks. <laughs> that does suck. Um <sighs> Yeah, and then fell with his gun. I was like, "Who the fuck is shooting?" And it was like, "Oh, it's fell." And like, I don't know. Uh, it was it was kind of exciting, and like, fell's badass, and our guns hard to get in Canada, and I don't know. It was just exciting. <laughs> All right. Basically, they escape the eye, and then they immediately run to the shepherd. <clears throat> Woo! Woo! Um. Oh my God, Blake's like huh, who's tracking us? Is it the shepherd with these, like, quadrillion ghosts all around? Like, obviously. Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> that's obviously what's happening. Ugh, he's, per- he's, he's perfect for that. Like, what are you talking about? Anyway. Um, <laughs> and then Blake comments that Fel was driving as recklessly as, like, when he took him to see the knights. And I was like, you have trained for this moment, but also... <laughs> He's also like, if literally everyone in this car dies, it's probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, having a vaguely suicidal person on your team is like not great. But it's not you know. great, but yeah, I mean, now Blake knows how it feels to be on his team. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, the shepherd is also a cool baddie. Like, he's made of ghosts, question mark. He has somehow made himself out of ghosts i wonder if he's just like kind of like astrally projecting himself um like certain people in worm who shall not be mentioned because spoilers um not in the same invincible way um mm-hmm. but because i mean he's still a human like i don't think he's literally made out of ghosts i don't know um but yeah he's scary the whole like i have a heart attack echo like watch me go is Ouch. a lot <laughs> um it's interesting seeing how it affects blake because he's weak as shit and then alexis because she's like more susceptible to it was really interesting um Mm -hmm. i felt really bad for evan (laughs) because he's hurt so much because blake is hurt um and like that was good because tiffany didn't realize what was happening with blake but yeah yeah i thought it was Um, pretty interesting yeah like reading about it um (laughs) and then i just yeah i just like should i give him cpr (laughs) (laughs) Like he's still fucking like, we, alive. We can't go to a hospital. <laughs> like he didn't die yet, guys. Right? Yeah. So I mean, I guess if you didn't have magic, so so Rose saves him, and Tiffany is the conduit for Rose saving him. And of course, he only thanks Tiffany. And I was like, "Fuck you!" But okay. Um, and I like that Tiffany has sympathy for the echoes when it's like throw salt at them, and she's like, "Uh," and Rose is like, "It's okay. They're like not even people." Bye. Um, mm-hmm. like that was nice. I was like, "Yay, Tiffany." Yay. Yeah. But also, <laughs> that's nice. Do you have thoughts about heart attacks and what should be done in this situation? <laughs> Other than, I guess, like, call 911. Yeah. So, 
obviously, if you think someone's having a heart attack, get to the hospital as soon as possible. Okay, so you could, I mean, a lot of people will describe um, symptoms as being like an elephant sitting on your chest, or if you're feeling a sense of doom, which sounds kind of funny, possibly, but if, like, honestly, that is one of the symptoms. If you feel like an insens- a sense of impending doom, yes. Oh <laughs> um, also, keep in mind, um, symptoms can be different for women not like women in particular um, mm-hmm, can have mm-hmm. very different symptoms. They don't always have chest pain. Sometimes they'll have um, jaw pain or um, back pain. Um, but yeah, it's so, and a lot of times that won't get taken as seriously. Um, mm-hmm. But um, hopefully the hospital you're going has a relatively well, well-trained staff. So if you have, are having chest pain or even abdominal pain, or if you're having jaw pain or anything like that, they should do an EKG. Um, if, whether or not you get to the hospital, um, if someone has aspirin, give that fucker some aspirin, okay? <laughs> 325 milligrams of aspirin. Um, and let them let them know that you've given them to that already, okay? Um, but basically, like, if, if somehow you have access to oxygen, it's usually better to give them oxygen just because um, they're cardiac. You know, they're probably not doing super great, may not be passing oxygen throughout systemically super well. So giving them mm-hmm. a little bit of oxygen is helpful. Um, most people don't have fucking oxygen on hand, but most people do have aspirin. So give them aspirin. <laughs> um, ideally chewable aspirin because that works mm-hmm. like immediately. Um, so 325 milligrams of chewable aspirin. Main thing you do is get the fucking hospital and, uh, they can see for one, if it is a heart attack, depending on the type of heart attack, you might be going up to the cath lab immediately. And don't be, f- I mean, if you are feeling like you're having a heart attack, um, I mean, it's not going to make that much of a difference if you just ate or something, but don't have a snack right then, because if you do need to go and <laughs> uh, get to the cath lab, Surgery. it's better if they can do some sedation for you. And it's not super fun if, like, they can't sedate you because you just ate. And the reason for that is because if you just eat, or if you've eaten within six hours, um, it increases the risk of aspiration. There's some studies, I think, that have kind of questioned that. Um, but I know I've had a patient that um didn't he basically lied unfortunately um and he had eaten but said that he hadn't eaten until like he did aspirate and he ended up being okay but well like he got admitted to the hospital anyway but he was like yeah i did kind of eat after all (laughs) just like you mother you fucker there's a reason (laughs) we ask you yeah there's a reason we ask you and it's not because we're trying to be dicks um anyway yes otherwise you can probably google a lot of heart attack stuff that was kind of just off the top of my head what happens to you if they can't sedate you i mean they just do their shit anyway and it hurts a little more um i mean is that like cutting open your chest or is that like no um (laughs) they're not okay so they're not gonna do like open heart surgery but like um, okay going to the cardiac cath lab um they usually Granted, I don't work in the cath lab, but like, um, they will generally go, um, like, like into your one of your arteries and use wires to kind of go to the area where, like, if there's a clot there, um, where they can try to remove the clot or break the clot up, um, and they'll get yeah, take the clot out. This might not be totally 100% accurate, but this is kind of what I'm thinking because I don't, again, I don't work in the hmm. cath lab, but, um, th- so the main it shouldn't be like super painful honestly but like the main thing is like them putting in what we call a sheath into your artery and that cool it's which is it can be on the bigger side um 
sometimes like depending on what kind of procedure we're doing it can be like the size of a straw or like even bigger or smaller but like that's the part that really hurts um and they still give you lidocaine um if there might be a cath nurse or cath lab doctors listening to me and just like i but, but i'm kind of like inferring <laughs> what i know from my department <laughs> so mm-hmm. um which like maybe i should google this but like cath lab i'm pretty sure that's not like too far off though uh cath lab procedures yeah they i mean it kind of, i think it just depends on what kind of procedure they're doing but like they can place like a stent into your artery um if it's blocked and that's causing the heart attack they can open it up um or they can do studies to kind of see like um i guess how well like your heart and coronary artery functions are um there's like yeah there's like a bunch of different things you can do um but it's not usually like super super painful um it's mm. we it's just enough to do what we call moderate sedation which is enough to keep you um, so, like, if we talk to you, um, you answer back. You're not supposed to be, like, totally zonked out. Is that, because... like, laughing gas or something? No. Um, we use, um, at least in my hospital, um, there's, like, some medication, different medications that you can use. Um, normally, we just use fentanyl and Versed. And fentanyl is, like, a hmm. pain medicine. Um, it's an opiate. Um, Versed is a benzodiazepine. It's a anti-anxiety type of medicine um it makes mm. you really really sleepy um and it kind of has an amnesic effect so you kind of forget things those are really our main two that we use um unless you have allergies um i know some other places will use like ketamine or they'll use propofol um we don't have those um this is i mean i guess our procedures are so so short usually mm. um some of them are a few hours long or something but they're usually not too too long so um kind of just have a nurse that like keeps on going with that and if for some reason like that wouldn't work then we could call um get an appointment set up with anesthesia um to do it and then they would um they still don't use what i'd call like laughing gas they still use like um (laughs) uh, a bunch of like yeah they use a lot of different types of medications to keep you under but they do intubate you um if it's general anesthesia Hmm. it gets kind of (laughs) complicated but um, seems like it yeah but basically, yeah, I mean, I've I've taken up patients to the cath lab before when I was in the emergency room, but I never actually stopped and like stayed for a procedure before. But um, yeah, from my understanding, they'd probably try to put a stent in or I don't know if they would do clot retrieval now that I think about it from the heart because that would or like from the vessels around the heart. because that might be really like that would probably be pretty risky to do so. But I know that they'd at least place stents if possible. And that just is like might be, look like a it it might look like a coil or something like that um that like kind of holds the walls of the artery open and like you kind of put it in there and it expands and like holds it open so that the blood can get through cool anyway i was asking about the laughing gas because i've actually like had that laughing gas yeah so when i got my wisdom teeth taken out um Mm. i had this appointment and they were like yeah it'll be laughing gas it'll be fine and i was like mom this doesn't sound fine and she was like it'll be fine and like the laughing gas part was fine because like i didn't give a fuck like i can remember a lot about it and like i remember the pressure um where they like had to my bottom teeth were big and like slightly impacted or something and so they had to like break it um so i remember a lot of pressure um 
I don't remember any pa- there wasn't any pain, but I just remember being like and like sort of trying to be helpful, but he- they had to tell me to like move my tongue like seven times. Um, because I was ah. also like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they like couldn't he like couldn't deal with the last bottom t- one, the other bottom one, and he like freaked out and was like, Yeah, so I only took three out, lol bye, and referred me to this like oral surgeon. And so that's when I they put me under. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the only time I've been put under, and like that was weird. Um and he was like, I remember that oral surgeon being like, it wasn't a problem. I don't know what the problem was. Bye. <laughs> but I was also just like, fuck, why like, couldn't I have gotten great. this done this way in the first place? But it's fun, whatever. Does it actually intubate you? What does that mean? <laughs> it means that they put down a tube down your throat. Um, oh, no. Because they, they had to get in there. Unless they did while I was unconscious. Do they do that while you're unconscious? <laughs> Yeah, they, uh, yeah, that's kind of fucked up to do that while you're awake. They, they, they give you, um, yeah, they give you a sedative and then they give you like, um, basically like paralyzing medication. Um, and they do that so that you don't like move or jerk or anything like that. Um, but they do those things and then they put that in. But they'd probably tell you before they were doing it. <laughs> so maybe they just gave you like moderate to deep sedation. Um, and you just don't remember. But yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> Okay. I feel like they wouldn't put a tube if they had to go in my mouth, but I don't know. It depends on where in your mouth. Like, because they could still put the tube off to the side, potentially, because oh. we we've actually had to do, um, uh, I want to say, venous mal- malformation, like, um, oh. of, like, the tongue, um, or, like, a patient had a venous malformation, we were trying to fix it, um, hmm. and... I know we've had a couple people of the tongue and we've and they've had to get um intubated for that and um if we have to work more on one side we'll just ask them to put the tube on the other side or like lean it towards hmm. the other side um so but i don't know i'm not familiar with industry like in a office it was not in a oh, hospital so they probably didn't do that then yeah <laughs> yeah they probably just yeah i don't know if they I don't really know that much about laughing gas. I know they'd use that for dental procedures. I don't know if they, I didn't think they used that for like hospital anesthesia, but I could I mean, be wrong. Cause <laughs> I mean, but I was just thinking about I mean, they, being maybe, sedated, but also knowing everything that was going on. Sure. I mean, I guess they could use that initially, but I don't think they do. I think they normally like, cause I, they put the mask over you and like ask you to breathe and stuff. But I think it's normally while they're pushing meds through your IV to knock you out. Um, at least whenever I've helped intubate someone and like, okay, when I say help intubate, I don't really mean help intubate. I mean, push meds for someone to intubate, get intubated like in the ER, um, given like the, at all through the IV. But, hmm. um, but yeah, I'm no means like an expert in anesthesia or anything close to that. So um, some of that's just speculation and based on what I know, but that's kind of a lot to say. Um, yeah, if you have pressure in your chest or pain in your jaw or pain that goes over into like um, your left arm or your left side or your back, um, then if you feel impending doom, then you should probably go to the emergency room like stat and get checked lot. out. Yep. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's not good. So and take some aspirin, take some chewable aspirin. Anyway, we're going to go on to the next part. <laughs> um also okay just as a aside if someone has a pulse they don't need cpr okay (laughs) if someone has a heart has a heartbeat they don't need cpr um granted you can if you hook someone up to a monitor and they have a heart rhythm on the monitor 
that doesn't necessarily mean their heart's beating. That there's something called pulseless electrical activity or PEA. So if they have that, and so they have like what looks like a normal heart rhythm, and they don't have a pulse that you can palpate, they need CPR because hmm. their heart's not actually beating. It just kind of looks like it. Weird the monitor. Um, if they aren't breathing but their heart's beating, they still need probably rescue breaths. Um, in fact, everyone just go out and take like a CPR class. It's just a good idea. Just go do it. Like you know, it's I don't it doesn't cost that much money. I don't think. Um, and it's or at least watch some videos on it. You know, just do something. <laughs> but I mean. You probably, like, if someone's saying ouch, <laughs> or, you know, if they probably don't need CPR, because you can break somebody's ribs. I know I've done it, um, if you're doing them properly. Um, and you don't want to do that if they actually have a heartbeat, because that's just kind of mean, you know. <laughs> They're not going to be too happy about that. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> on to the next part. Uh, fell. Attempts to stall using illusion magic, but he has to save his car because, like, it's his car. It's fair. Yeah. It's nice that he loves his car. I love that, like, Blake was like, I totally get this. Like, I totally understand you, and we have to save your fucking car. Like, we we have to. <laughs> I really, it was really nice. Um, I, yeah, I feel like Fel likes Blake more because of that, but also will never admit it. He'll and never admit really, it. It's really sweet. <laughs> <laughs> It's like he's like you're an asshole, but you're my asshole, I guess. I <laughs> knew <laughs> uh, so that is like a Valentine's card with Blake and Fell. <laughs> oh my gosh! Hashtag prediction. Um, Blake's husband. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, killing Malia. Do you need CPR? I'm too excited. Um, I don't think that's happening, but it'd be fun. <laughs> be funny though. Um, yeah. Um, it's nice that Blake, or sorry, it's nice that like Fell tries. He's pretty competent. Um, yeah. But they use his powder and it doesn't do much, which was a bummer. Yeah. Um, and, it's and then Rose is like, "I'm gonna yell at them," <laughs> and it like <laughs> works, and that was cool. I was like, do the ghosts know about the Thorburn family? Or is it just like, she's saying it as though we should know about the Thorburn family, so it's probably scary. Because yeah. <laughs> like, either way, it's pretty funny. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that, that was a really cool moment of how, I don't know, badass Rose is. Yeah. Um, but then he's like, do the thing with the splinter. And she says four times. And I'm like, four is a lot. Why did you say four? Yeah. Um, why not three? Why four? Four is a lot. But I mean, who knows? Maybe she like miscounted or she wanted to do it again and was like, you know, I know. Well, maybe she didn't want it to be a three thing in case it didn't work. And then that somehow fucked her up or something. I don't know. Mm, Maybe. All right. Well, Black Blake manages to knock out the shepherd and everyone escapes. Woo! Woo! The, The jousting was really fun Um, with, you know, the hyena and he's on his bike and like that that's just a really fun image i wonder if there's fan art of that um with evan like clearing the way or whatever and then the shepherd's like "Ooh, i missed you and then it's like no i didn't miss the 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 box of salt on the handlebar that passes through him and has Mm -hmm. enough salt to like fuck him up um that was 
cool and fun. Um, uh-huh. And it was nice that he's like, I'm going to get the eye for my bike, but first I'm going to get the shepherd for fucking with my friends. And I'm like, oh, the friends are better than the bike. <laughs> like the friends are more important than his bike. That's nice. Yes, that's <laughs> nice. There you go. <laughs> um, and I think around this part, Rose is on the back of his bike. And that was kind of fun. Like, what does she see? What is she experiencing? Because <laughs> I picture her in this like black void other than like a circle where she can see through. But like she is on a bike. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right um then they escape um they regroup and make plans and rose has something particular in mind <laughs> okay before we get to the damon thing <laughs> Damon's, um i like that tiffany is like because blake's like oh you did a really good job in like that situation or whatever and she's like i don't want to be good at it um and i love that as a sentiment like so many protagonists are like i must fight and be courageous and do the thing and tiffany's like no i don't want to like i don't want to have to be good at this um but also like why did you say yes (laughs) yeah uh i'd love to see what's going through her head but yeah Ooh, tiffany interlude that'll be sad um (laughs) um the hyena smiling is creepy i love it's another fun moment of evan being like i would crap on it but i can't and he says crap because it's like kind of more adult than poop but it's like not shit like it's just really cute and oh you probably could if you ate something really it would take too long like it's just like (laughs) evan's the best it's so funny um and cute um and yeah and blake is like maybe this strategy will work because it won't be a fast victory for conquest and fell's dad is like or fell is like my dad wrote about all of that and maybe i'll get you a book and it's like cool that's fun um and they fix the bikes and yeah um the others go off to set up another location or something which hopefully will be fine oh god i didn't think about that anyway um (laughs) uh i like that he he's not like oh tiffany's touching me and i hate this because what because i'm hoping that means that like it's okay um, yeah which is good it's good when blake is okay blake's okay yeah (sighs) and then he goes to look for rose to talk which is good and I think uh-huh. it's funny that she's in the woman's bathroom. Um, <laughs> I don't really know why. I just think it's kind of funny. And like, did she go in there because she's like, I can't go to the men's bathroom or because she doesn't want Blake to find her. I feel like it's more like a, I would, I can't use the men's bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you're I, right too. <laughs> I love Rose. She's, oh, she's great. Um, it's, and it's interesting when Rose, you know, she's like, I hate this. Like, I'm so helpless. Like, I feel like I can't do anything. And Blake's like, you know, I know. And she's like, you don't know. And he's like, I know more than you think. And I'm like, both of you stop gainsaying each other. Like, fuck. But also, I think that Blake's helplessness points to the big traumatic thing that happened to him. Um, Yeah. Which we keep getting lots of repeats of and we'll someday learn about. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, let's summon something. And it's just like, it's a good end to the chapter. <laughs> it's a really good end to the chapter. It's also just like, surely there's other other others you could summon. Um, like, is there information in grandma's books about anything other than demons? Um hmm. demons are really powerful and your family has some sway, mm-hmm. but maybe you could get some goblins or some 
Uh, see, I'm like lost, but they couldn't get lost. They're not. They're not legit enough. Um, I don't know. Well, I mean, it's also like. <laughs> it, I mean, do you do you think that is that what you're thinking? She's gonna try to look for a demon, or she's gonna? Are you are you just hoping <laughs> she's gonna find something that's not a demon? I mean, she's gonna look for a demon. She's holding a black book. <laughs> people people don't make other books that aren't that black apparently in the in the practitioner world mm. except is essentialist essential essentials in essentials black? black um i don't remember grandma has a little black book of friends <laughs> and enemies <laughs> yeah um i mean okay so are there any others you can think of that like because i mean it'd have to be okay, just like if it wasn't a, a demon it'd have to still be something that uh respectable diabolists would be willing to summon you know <laughs> does it <laughs> i mean so they should not summon a fairy i can't i mean like i don't know that you can, can you or whatever fairies? i don't know um but i feel like them working with a fairy is honestly probably worse than them working with a demon <laughs> what i think they have a lot of knowledge about demons um and i think that the fairy with their level of karma and the fairy's level of trickery would completely fuck them over <laughs> Okay, I know that there's a lot of hate, understandably, against Fae, but to say that you think that it would be worse to summon a fairy than a demon never trust a fairy. blows my mind. <laughs> I am my so you can daughter. trust a demon? <laughs> no, but at least they have books about him. They can draw a really good circle. I don't know. Okay. Um, uh, even if you uh, were right by that, which I... Uh, not which i'm a little questioning and even if you're <laughs> right by that um what would be better for society as a whole or worse for society as a whole oh yeah a fairy <laughs> would be better so much better oh thank goodness you clarified i was like what are you talking about fairy or not worse for society as a whole yeah no yeah no i mean them um, being fucked would probably be better for society as a whole arguably but yeah but they could easily be fucked by a demon too yeah because sure they have books on them but yeah. what well, other types of others are there? And also, like, how do you summon others that you that have that you haven't bound unless they're demons? Because obviously, you can summon demons because that seems like a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So even that's probably going to be a demon. Um. Yeah. Like the only other thing I can think of is like how they got June, but that wasn't really summoning. Mm. It was kind of calling for her. Yeah, and well, I don't think they can get any of the echoes and stuff because the shepherd. Um. Mm-mm. and she's like we need heavy firepower <laughs> like she's yeah. trying to do something bigger than what they have probably except for maybe the hyena i don't know all right so i think the obvious question we need to ask um what kind of demon is she gonna summon <gasps> oh which circle um i wonder if unrest would be the most helpful let me look at the okay Info about the choirs. Um, so I don't think it'll be a darkness one. Okay. Because we've already done one of those. Um, maybe maybe chaos. Like they, they need something to disrupt conquest, right? So like maybe chaos, maybe unrest. Um oh, I hate this. Um madness? I don't know. I mean madness would be interesting if like the astrologer is involved. Um Okay. Bleh. Probably not feral because we already got poos. I don't know about sin. Mm-hmm. What's the third one? Uh. Anyway, so I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm, gonna, mm, uh, uh, I'm gonna go with. Oh, fuck, I don't know. Like, would 
Would chaos be better or not better for conquest? I'm going to go with chaos. Why not? Second choir. <laughs> okay. All right. We will see. Um, how do you think it's going to be like an imp or like a big, big honcho? Um, I think, I don't know. I think maybe they'll compromise. The way Rose is feeling, I think she wants something at at least like splinter caliber. But maybe she's also like aware enough that they can't deal with that. Um, so maybe it'll be something more on Pooz's level or a bit stronger. Um, Because I do think that Blake is not going to be like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's fucking do it, you know? Mm -hmm. So either they'll be compromised or uh, their relationship's going to get worse or both. All right. I bet you're excited (laughs) to read the next chapters. (laughs) I'm so nervous. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. All right. Um, We'll go real quick over our pale and comparison section. Um, Let's see. He wrote a note of three practitioners learning the practice in different circumstances. Or we could just kind of talk about, I guess, a couple of different pra- practitioners learning. Well, I was thinking, like, there's the way the Caneteers learned it versus mm. the way that Ty, Tiffany, and Alexis are learning it. Um, yeah. So, like, the Caneteers were awoken, and that seemed like, oh, fuck, because it was like, like, you're awoken, get in this truck, we're fucking going, like, here are the judges, like, here's the biggest people in the area, like, like, but also, like, we taught you some, like, basic shit, and you get to, like practice and play around on this car ride and like you have like all sorts of different people to teach you um because even just yeah at the very beginning they just had such a better power source and such a better foundation um yeah and it's funny like that 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 felt kind of like rushed and like oh fuck to me um because also like solve this mystery lol um whereas this is like hi magic is real Within the next 45 minutes, you're going to be able to use magic and you're never going to be able to lie again. Here's the lord of this area and a bunch of people who want to eat you and your friends. And now we haven't slept and we got to go run around and do things. And you're being taught by people who, like, aren't great at the practice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If Fel would step up and give some lessons, it might be helpful. But, like, Blake keeps saying, like, they can draw a defensive circle. And I'm like... So a circle? Like, what? <laughs> like, Yeah, like, thanks. But also, how do they power it? Are they all, is everyone going around powering things with their blood? I hate this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Because I was just, like, thinking about... Especially when he was like, they can do a defensive circle. And the way that Rose is teaching Tiffany some basics. But she's, like, also not explaining it. Which isn't really a criticism of Rose. She doesn't really have time. Um, yeah. But hopefully Tiffany is not making incorrect inferences from what yeah. rose is telling her to do about how the practice works <laughs> true yeah no seriously <sighs> yeah all right um let me see now the part that we're excited to hear we're gonna go to our bold and specific prediction section <sighs> Woo! all right malia yeah i think i've made a decent amount of predictions this episode but i can try mm-hmm. to think of another one um and i gotta start saving them till the end just being like we're gonna wait Um, yeah well like because the like choir which choir will the demon be from is fun and the true um i don't remember some of the other big ones i said but um (sighs) yeah um i guess okay like what do you think is gonna happen like when rose summons this thing Hmm, is it gonna work out for them is it gonna backfire (laughs) um so in the short term right if it backfires pretty quickly and like gets out, 
it's going to destroy a lot of Toronto and them catching it again would be good. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's gonna like, I think in the short term, this is not great or sorry, in the long term, this is not great, but in the short term, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think Rose can do it. Um, and I think she can, I think she can summon something and stop it from immediately escaping. Um, Mm. I'm worried she'll summon something too big. Um, but I think Rose has been doing a lot more study, obviously, than Blake has. And um, I think it's interesting if it's like, I mean, the whole like, oh, we fucked up and now we have to go get that demon back is fun. But the like, we have a demon under our control and now we have to deal with the moral consequences of that yeah. fact feels a little bit more wild billowy and a little bit more interesting to me. Um, but I also never know what wild is going to do, so I'm not sure. <laughs> Yeah, he's sneaky. Yeah, ultimately, like summoning a demon seems bad. So, all right. Well, I guess we'll get to see if your prediction is correct. <laughs> is a demon uh, summoning going to be bad? All right. Um. Well, while Malia is writing down her prediction, um, we're going to go over our previous discussion question from last <laughs> week, um, which was pick a word that starts with C and tell us what type of practitioners would make up that group, and a bonus come up with a dinosaur that has a curse word in it um so we'll start with ace of swords um slash clawford um yes ace of swords on reddit clawford on uh uh discord call it? discord that's the word <laughs> <laughs> um started with a clutter of collectors which i like i should also start by saying we're not going to read everybody's because everyone got really enthusiastic about this there which is great so many. but holy crap like <laughs> we're not reading all of those i'm sorry I can't yeah, do it. So we, we picked some that we liked in particular from. Um, yes. Yeah. Which doesn't mean if we didn't pick it, doesn't mean we didn't like it, but we could only pick so many. You know, it just is what it is. All right. Yes. Um, Spinagon said a cancer of mussers, which was funny. Which is funny. Um, Jonaleth said a cloud of elementalists, which I like that. Jarl Zarl says a caravan of nomads, which I guess is not necessarily practitionary, but I still liked it. I, I love it. Mirth Strike said, and this is probably my favorite one, um, a CC of Technomancers. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. Um, Koro said a constellation of astrologers, which I love. Koro said a lot of them, and so we added another one. Um, they also said a crapload of gob- goblin kings, which is kind of perfect. It was so, yeah, I couldn't, because the constellation was like, oh, Diana, and oh, my thought about Johannes is familiar, but then like a crap load of Goblin Kings is so good. It was hard to pick mm-hmm. these, y'all. It was hard. Yeah. And then shout out to Jarl Zarl for answering the dinosaur question. Um, Tyrannosaur ass Rex. <laughs> um, yes. Blake Tall also answered the dinosaur answer on Reddit, but um, I don't speak French and I was confused a little bit, and I'm sure they're very funny. So they they picked out some um, Quebecois swears, and mm. they're on there. <laughs> All right, so take a look at those um, because I'll tell you. Um, aside from not understanding them, uh, we would butcher the hell out of them if we tried to say them out loud. So, <laughs> um, let's think. I feel like I didn't. I, I you normally think of discussion questions while we're talking through this, and for some reason I know. I just didn't. We can always skip it. 
<gasps> we've never skipped it. At the beginning, we're like, maybe we won't do these every time. And we've literally done it every, done it every time. I know. Um, I guess we could always like try to think of something. <laughs> what about who has the better argument or whatever in this situation? Blake or Rose? Like, who is right? <laughs> Pick a side. Yeah, I think you have to be more specific as to which argument they're talking about. <laughs> but we did we did spend a decent amount of time talking about that. We haven't asked story yeah. specific questions in a while. So That's true. So I'm like I feel like the only other thing I really talked about for a long time is like heart attacks. Heart attacks. <laughs> and I feel like that's not a great question. Uh sure, we could do something like that. Let me think. Um yeah, I guess just like do you tend to agree with Blake or Rose more and who's been um I don't know, and these two chapters like who or who do you empathize with more i'm gonna read that out loud in a minute in case you edit stuff all right our new discussion question <laughs> is do you tend to agree with blake or rose more up to this point in the story and who do you empathize with more yeah and it's fair to say they're both shitheads or i love them both or like you know they're both great and they have flaws um but justify justify your decisions and be yes. nice to other people who don't agree with you Yes, because um, because Blake and Rose aren't, and we want to be better. <laughs> Don't be like Blake and Rose. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, should we? I, I kind of feel like we should do the doof plug before the outro, just because I want to make sure everyone knows in case okay. they like. Okay, so we're gonna plug. Let's do it. We have a new show, and by we, I mean Alexandra <laughs> and Sebastian of the Doof Woo! Doofcast. Woo! All right, well, not of so. the Doofcast. But yeah, there's a new show of the Doof Network, and we're very Doof excited. Doof Network. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it is called The View from Halfway Down, and it covers BoJack Horseman, which I honestly have never watched, but I've heard that it's really funny. I've heard it's a really good show. I haven't show. watched it either. <laughs> um. <laughs> so we're, we're basically terrible at plugging things, um, but it should be really awesome. Um I know Alexandra, and she's kind of wonderful. Um, I don't know Sebastian, but just because Alexandra is talking to him probably means that he's wonderful, too. And I've heard it's a really, really good show. So you should check it out. Um, eventually, I will watch BoJack Horseman, or at least some of it. And then I can give that a listen, because I'll probably be really <laughs> confused now if I listen to it now. But um, you guys should all give it a try. Yeah. Apparently, Sebastian has watched the show... Um, a whole bunch of times, like, I think Alexander said, like, 20 or something, which is a lot. That's a lot. Um, so we have a, there's a verified expert. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm excited to see if this brings more people into the community and or brings more people like Jenny and I to BoJack, into Bojack Horseman. So, yeah. Jinx. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Either way, it will probably be a positive thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a rating and review. To help support our podcast, go to patreon.com slash doofmedia. And if you'd like to support Wildbo as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash wildbo. You can follow the pod on Twitter at Pale Comparison or send us an email at paleincomparisonpod at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans, where you can answer our discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you would like to see all of my predictions laid out, 
Check out our episode description for a link to a prediction checker, tracker, tracker. Next episode, we will be covering chapters 6.7 and 6.8, probably. Yes, we will be. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This week's fun fact, the Olympics actually used to give out medals for art, which is pretty interesting. Um, I think they used to, they tried to bring it back in like the early 1900s and they made it to where like you could only submit art that was sports related. So it didn't really (laughs) have a lot of traction, but they still give out medals for that a little bit too. But I think like way, way back in the day, they used to do it as well. And I feel like that would be really cool. Although probably kind of hard to judge, but I mean, just like, so it's like they pick someone from your... Like your country picks people and sends them? I guess. I mean, I didn't really look that much into it, to be honest. I found the Wikipedia because I'm fascinated. Okay. There were 146 medalists in the arts competitions that were part of the Olympic Games from 1912 until 1948. Mm. Um, Okay, that's longer than I thought. And they were originally planned for inclusion in the 1908 Summer Olympics, but were delayed because Mount Vesuvius (laughs) erupted. (laughs) that's a good reason um and there were five broad categories during the first three appearances architecture literature music painting sculpture and then there were Hmm. even more categories because the dutch was like let's go crazy and then the germans were like let's add film and people were like no that's stupid um and dang it i just thought of a good (laughs) discussion question based on this fact but it's also not book related. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I should keep my mouth shut. <laughs> but, uh. um, well, out of the 146 medalists, 11 were women. Oh, also, oh, okay. only Finnish author A.L. Tinney was awarded gold. Oh, only that's the only woman who got gold. Okay. Because I thought mm. that only one person ever got gold. And I was like, how did they do like, this? Like, damn, they're straight. <laughs> only one woman ever won gold for the art. Um, okay. Wow. And weird. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Huh. Um, wonder if they should bring that back. What was the discussion I question? question. Uh, it's going to be basically like, what would you, like, out of your favorite works of art or literature, um, what would you think deserves an Olympic medal? Ooh, that's fun. Right? Well, if you've listened this far, um, and you, you feel, feel like free to, that. feel free to answer <laughs> that. And then everyone's going to be really confused if that's, you know, uh, if we have a bunch of answers for that, they didn't yeah. listen to this far. They'll be confused at least. Um, yeah. Well, see, I'm confused because when you scroll down and you go to architecture in the 1920 and 1924 games, they didn't award a gold medal, but they did award a silver, <laughs> which seems rude. It's <laughs> kind of rude. Like uh, you guys didn't do a good Jeff job, but I guess yeah, we'll just give you <laughs> like that is a right? big move. It That's feels kind of weird. Um, it does. It does. Yeah, this is fascinating. It is fascinating, but I have to go because I have to take <laughs> care of a child that my husband has been <laughs> taking care of during this podcast. And yes. I say a child because my other child is sleeping. Well, hopefully. hopefully. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.